0: We are in part three of the series on the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit, and uh, it's been an incredible series so far. Uh, the, the first week we answered the question, who is he, right? I said, hey, just, just imagine that we're at a coffee shop, and we're drinking some coffee together, and I'm introducing you to my best friend, and his name's the Holy Spirit. This is who he is, Right? The, and then last week, I said, uh, we're going to talk, talk about what he does. Like, what, what does the Holy Spirit do? This is my best friend, the Holy Spirit. This is who he is. Well, what does your best friend do? So I told you what he does. Today, I want to answer the question about, what's he like? What's your friend like? Now, I think the Lord knew exactly what he was doing when he, when, when he inspired me to do this series at this exact time. Because here's the deal. None of us saw this day coming. None of us imagined that we would be in the middle of a pandemic. None of us imagined that we would be in self-quarantine and and. Uh, shelter in place, none of us imagined that grocery store shelves would be bare, none of us imagined that jobs would be in jeopardy that you 'd be working from home. None of us saw this coming, and so I think the Lord was just kind of leading me in advance. The Holy Spirit was leading me in advance just so that we could be we could be leaning on him during this time because i 'm telling you in 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 what we 're going through right now, we need the Holy Spirit more than we 've ever needed him before, all right so so what I want to do is um, uh, I want to just kinda show you what the Holy Spirit's like today the Bible refers to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of God in the Old Testament oftentimes called the Spirit of God and you can find that reference all the way back in the very first chapter of the Bible the 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 very first book of the Bible the first chapter and the second verse it's Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 and it says this it says, now the earth was formless and empty. So so it was formless and empty. There was nothing, right? Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And I want to stop right here. And I just want to say to somebody who's watching this right now, you feel like your life is empty and formless and dark. You feel like your life is chaotic. You feel like your life is falling apart and you don't know what to do. Let me show you something in the middle of all of that. Check out who was hovering. The spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Can I tell you that today, right now, no matter what you're going through in the formless, empty, darkest parts of your life, the Holy Spirit's there. And he knows how to deal with it. He knows how to deal with it better than anybody else knows how to deal with it. So this, he, this word here for Spirit of God is the, the Hebrew word is ruach. Okay? Now in the Old Testament, they 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 translated uh, from Hebrew into English. So the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, and the, the word here is ruach, and it means wind. Like a, like a breath, a, a violent exultation, uh, exhalation, uh, a blast of breath. That's what that's what the Hebrew meaning of the word spirit means here. And I want you to remember, notice that the spirit of God was in the middle of all of that. He was right there. He's familiar with it. He knows how to handle it. Go to the the New Testament now. When you go to the New Testament, it's written in Greek. Some places Latin majority Greek and and this New Testament uh, translates the word in a very similar way and in, in fact the word in the New Testament often used for spirit of God is the word Numa Numa and it, it translates this way a current of air a blast of, of breath or a strong breeze so do you see the similarities between Greek and Hebrew A a current of air, blast of breath, strong breeze. So, if you were asking me, what's the Holy Spirit like? um, I I, I would say it this way. All of us are familiar with wind. All of us are familiar with breath. We breathe every day. We understand wind and breath. And so what I want to do today is I want to show you what the Holy Spirit is like by just showing you some similarities between wind and the Holy Spirit, okay? This is gonna be awesome. I'm, I'm pumped about it. I'm gonna get excited, so you gotta get excited with me at home, all right? So, like wind, the Holy Spirit is number one, unseen. You, you can't see the wind, can you? No, you, you can't see the wind. You don't know where it's coming from, you don't know where it's going, but you can feel the wind and just like you can feel the wind you can feel the Holy Spirit you can feel him I, I, I love this phrase that I say sometimes picked up from pastor Chris Hodges that, that we don't run on feelings but it sure is nice to feel what you're running on right and man I'm telling you we the Holy Spirit intends for us to experience his presence I'm gonna say that again the Holy Spirit intends for His presence to be experienced. It's better felt than felt, right? <laughs> it's better, better when we feel it. And, and here's the thing. There have been times, time after time, when people walk out of the doors of City Hope Church and they go, man, I don't know what that was, but I need more of that. Or they'll say something like, man, this is just a breath of fresh air. Or they'll say something like, could you feel what I felt in the room today? now that wasn't the worship team that wasn't a good message that wasn't friendly people that was the power and the presence of Almighty Holy Spirit (laughs) that was the power of God in the room that was the Holy Spirit and here's the thing I've come to learn is that some of us don't like the fact that we can't see the Holy Spirit we don't we don't like that we want to see him we want to package him we we want to we want to control the Holy Spirit but you wouldn't like it if you could see the wind because if you could see the wind you wouldn't be able to see anything else all you could see was wind it blows nearly every day so sometimes we'll say something like well seeing is believing though you know seeing is believing but but that's not true about faith because because the reality is that seeing doesn't take faith seeing is not believing seeing is not believing because seeing doesn't take faith I'm reminded of the story in the Bible where Jesus rose from the dead and one of the first appearances he makes is to his disciples all right remember this story Jesus appears to his disciples on the day that he's raised from the dead he they're they're huddled up in the house with the doors locked and he just kind of busts up in there and freaks them out right How do I know they're freaked out? Because his first words to them were, peace be with you. All right. He wouldn't say that if they weren't like, what? A ghost, right? They're freaking out. What's going on? He says, peace be with you. Now, one disciple wasn't there apart from Judas, right? Another disciple wasn't there. That was was Thomas. That's who we call Doubting Thomas. We call him Doubting Thomas because he's the one who said later, all the disciples went to, to Thomas and they said Thomas you will never believe what happened Jesus came he just like appeared in in our in our house and it was incredible and Thomas goes I don't believe you I won't believe it until I put my in, until I can see his nail-scarred hands and put my hand in his side where he was wounded well seven days later they're all in the same house Thomas is here this time Jesus poof he shows up again doors are locked he shows up again and and he tells Thomas hey look at my hands here's my side put your hand on it and Thomas believes but check out what Jesus says in John chapter 20 Jesus says then Jesus told him be, he said because you believe because you've seen you believe me in other words you only you only believe because you see me because you touched me because you see the scars in my hands that's the only reason you believe but Jesus says blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed listen to me we can't see the Holy Spirit you can't see Jesus you believe in Jesus believe in the Holy Spirit too you can't just because you can't see the Holy Spirit working and moving doesn't mean he's not there just because you can't see it doesn't mean that he's out in front of you pointing the way and clearing the path and and making a way for you let me tell you something he's the way maker he's the promise keeper he's the one who's out there with you every day walking beside you talking with you leading you and guiding you and I just don't want us to be skeptical Just because you can't see him don't be skeptical okay so he's unseen number one like the wind he's unseen number two like the wind he is unpredictable he's unpredictable now you I think you would probably agree that the wind is unpredictable It just it blows here and there like there have been days where I see the flagpole blowing south and in the same day it's going back north. And I'm I'm confused like how is that happening right. Well the same is true for the Holy Spirit. He's unpredictable. But let me let me say this that doesn't mean that he only operates in spontaneity. Just because he's unpredictable doesn't mean that he's a last minute kind of guy. here's what I mean by that I've known some folks through the years who feel like to plan is to remove the Holy Spirit I've come across some folks over the years who they won't plan ahead because they're afraid if they do they'll plan out the Holy Spirit here's the way I look at that I respect that view but listen here's my view the Holy Spirit can talk to me days weeks months and years in advance to tell me of things I don't know and he can prepare me he he can help me with this sermon weeks in advance he can help me with uh, let me let me give you this example 12 years ago he put a dream in our heart to plan a church he didn't wait until the last minute. He didn't wait until June of 2018 to say, hey, quit your job and move to Wichita Falls and start a church. No, he, he gave us 12 years of notice. Just because he's unpredictable doesn't mean he's last minute or spon- spontaneous in everything that he does. He, here's what I've come to know. I, I, I will rely on him to speak to me all throughout the week, but he has the right to change his mind. <laughs> all right, he has the right to change up his mind so there's a lot of denominations that they base their theology on the Holy Spirit on one person's experience and they say well well he had an experience like this so that must mean that he's filled with the Holy Spirit so anybody else who gets filled with the spirit will know about it if they do this if they act this way you following me Right, so they based they based their theology on one person's experience. But the only problem with that is that the Holy Spirit is unpredictable. He doesn't do it the same every single time. He can he has the right to do whatever he wants and whenever he wants. He's unpredictable. So check out what Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter three. Jesus says he he, he answers Nicodemus, the wind blows wherever it pleases. Man, it it just blows wherever it wants to you hear the sound but you cannot tell where it's coming from you you don't know where it's going but he says this so it is with every person born of the spirit now what does that mean it means this in other words it means if you want to be close to God then you're gonna have to get used to the unpredictable nature of the Holy Spirit you just get used to the Holy Spirit's unpredictable nature so let's stop trying to put him in a box. Let's stop trying to figure him out. Cuz he's he's unpredictable. So like wind, he's unseen. Like wind, he's unpredictable. I think this might be my favorite one right here. Number 3. Like wind, he's powerful. He is powerful. Now, over the last 19 years of my life, I have spent living in different cities across the southeast where we experienced powerful acts of wind okay so we know here in Wichita Falls this is this is tornado alley right here baby, tornado alley well when when we lived in Alabama it was equally tornado alley in Alabama Uh, we had a lot of tornadoes in in, in the areas that we lived in there. So we've seen the effects of straight line winds and tornadoes and we've helped with the cleanup and we've, we've surveyed the damage after it was done. Wind is powerful. There's no doubt about that. But when I lived in Pensacola, Florida I went to Bible college in Pensacola and in one of my years there I had a professor. I was taking a class called the Life of Jesus Christ the life of Christ this professor gave us an assignment the assignment was to pick a miracle of Jesus attempt to perform that miracle and write a report on it Now, just I'm I thought I'm going big on this one baby I'm going big so what did I choose I chose to calm a storm all right, we know from reading the Bible that Jesus calmed storms on a few occasions. Well, in Pensacola, there's hurricanes and tropical storms and tropical depressions. So one, one, one year while I was there, I'm in his class. I went out and I tried to calm a tropical storm. I drove I drove in my in my little red Nissan Xterra I went to Perdido Key this beautiful beautiful spot in Florida the wind is just howling the waves are crashing in there are some crazy people out out on the shore and in the water y'all I'm not even kidding you I got out of the I got out of my exterior I was wearing shorts that was the first mistake because the wind was uh, blowing the sand and pelting my legs it felt like needles were stinging me all over my body I come out on, on top of one of the sand dunes, and I stretched out my hands, all right? I got, I got my Moses hands in motion, right? I got my hands up, and I, and I said, in the name of Jesus, peace, be still. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Nothing happened. <laughs> nothing nothing happened I mean the wind kept coming the 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 rains kept coming the sand is just beating me in the face the sand and the rain just hitting me all over and I and I'm just kept on I'm praying and I'm I'm asking the Holy Spirit calm this storm show your power Lord nothing happened nothing happened I went I went back and wrote my paper on it and you you may be thinking Ben did you really did you really expect that you could calm that storm and, and I know what you're thinking, right? I mean, I'm a 19, 20-year-old kid. And I guess, as a 19 or 20-year-old kid, I was just naive enough to believe that I could do whatever Jesus said I could do. And he said that we could do greater things than he did. Now, I just take him at his word. I just believe that to be true, and so I was naive enough to believe that we could do whatever Jesus said we could do. But how does that happen? How do we do those things through the power of the Holy Spirit? So, I, I, you know, I, I, here's what I know: there are some folks who really want to fit God into their brain. They want to understand Him. They they want to know God. But listen to me: if God can fit in your brain. That means God could never be any bigger than your brain. Scientists tell us that your brain is about that big, right there. Like 10%, you use 10% of your brain. So so that that means that your God could never be 10%. You want to serve a 10% kind of God? No, we we serve a very big God, a great big God who who blows our minds. He goes past our imaginations. The Bible says that he will do exceedingly, abundantly above all we ask or think according to the Spirit's power that's at work in us. So some folks want to serve God out of intellect. They, they, They want to understand God and decipher God. They want to have lectures about God. But here's the reality we need more than intellect to overcome a pandemic come on somebody we need more than understanding to see freedom we need more than a lecture to bring healing we need more than a shelter in place that will scientifically reduce the spread of the virus we need more than all of that we need the power and the presence of God to fill our hearts and our minds and to break down walls and to heal the sick and to give hope to the hopeless we need the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us that's what we need we've got to have that in our lives God is still in the miracle working business he still does the impossible he does it acts chapter 1 verse 5 through 8 says says it this way Jesus is he's he's about to ascend to heaven and he says hey guys John baptized you with water okay he he dunked you in water but in a few days you're going to be baptized with the holy spirit now i want you to notice ex- notice what the what the disciples do here they redirect their their question jesus says you're going to be baptized with the holy spirit and power and then the the, the disciples say lord uh, when are you going to restore the kingdom of uh, of of israel uh, when when are you going to take care of that god their intellect starts kicking in and they need answers and they need to know and and Jesus just says hey it's not for you to know it's not for you to know that that it's not for you to know the times or the dates that the father has set by his own authority but here's what's gonna happen don't worry about the intellectual part don't worry about having all the answers don't worry about deciphering the Holy Spirit because when he comes on you you're going to receive power. When you, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That is some good news right there, y'all. And I've, got to, I've just got to be honest with you. I'll, I'll go ahead and admit that I'm not smart enough to figure God out. I, I don't have uh, great theological degrees hanging on my wall somewhere. I don't have God figured out, but here's what I'll I'll confess to you today is that I need him. I need the Holy Spirit more than I need anything else in this life right now. I need the Holy Spirit. I'm desperate for the power and the presence of God in my life. I'm desperate for a work of the Holy Spirit. I'm desperate for a move of the Holy Spirit in my life because I can't do it without him. I can't lead this church without him. I can't lead my family without him. I can't preach this message without him. I can't lead through a pandemic without him. I need the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. I love what Zachariah says in, in, in chapter 4 verse 6 this is how I feel that it's not by my might, it's not by my power but by the Spirit of God by my spirit says the Lord Almighty I, I need the Holy Spirit's power in my life first Thessalonians says Paul, this is Paul talking he says our gospel came to you n- not simply with words We weren't just talking about it. We weren't just kicking back by the fireplace and shooting the breeze about the gospel. No, it came with power and demonstration, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. When the gospel came to us, in other words, remember last week we talked about how conviction just means to be convinced. So in other words, there was life change that happened when the gospel came. When the Holy Spirit showed up, there was life change. We said, we're not going to live the same way we used to live. We're not going to do the things we used to do. There was something that happened inside of us. And then Paul says this prayer in Ephesians 5.18. He says, I'm praying that you would just be filled with the Spirit. Church, that's my prayer for you today. I want you to be filled to overflowing with the Spirit of God. I want you to be filled up. Filled up with the Spirit of God. You know one of my goals with this series. Really is just to help us see our need for the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. We need Him like never before. We desperately need Him. But unfortunately a a lot of people have been turned off to the work of the Holy Spirit. Because of what somebody told them. Or because of what they saw somewhere. They've seen something in a church that concerned them or scared them and, and they were turned off by that. They think that if they open up to the Holy Spirit that they're going to become some sort of charismaniac. Some sort of groupie that travels from revival to revival and, and act a certain way. But I, can I tell you something? The reality is this. If you've said no to the Holy Spirit, if, if you've Been unsure about the Holy Spirit. What you've really been unsure about. Is a breath of fresh air. (laughs) I'm telling you. If you've had any concern. what, What you've been concerned about is a breath. Of fresh air. Something that every one of us need. We build porches on our houses. So that we can enjoy the fresh air. I'm desperate for it and I don't know if you know it or not but you are too you need the power and the presence of God see some people are concerned that if they if they pray for the work of the Holy Spirit in their life that he's gonna make them do things that they don't want to do like like Holy Spirit you're gonna have to behave yourself now cuz you, you know I don't do that but that's not the Holy Spirit what he wants for you today is to bring a breath a fresh air into your life and if you're watching right now, and you would say, "Ben, you're talking to me. I need I need that breath of fresh air. I'm hungry for it. I'm desperate for it. I I need just a renewal in my soul and in my spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to fill me up. I, I, I want this. I want Paul's prayer to be true in my life that I would just be filled with the Spirit of God. If that's you today, I want to lead you in a prayer. I just want to pray over you right, right where you are. So so if that's you just position your hands in a way where you can receive from the Holy Spirit right now Father I thank you that today you are with and you are for every person watching this this church online God you you are doing a work in their hearts and doing a work in their lives God you see where they are you see the things that they're going through God you see the questions that they've had in this season for some of them they they they've they've wondered and 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 just kinda been concerned because they've heard things and they've seen things about you but but you're a gentleman and you want nothing more nothing less than just come into their lives and bring a breath of fresh air so I'm asking that you would do that today that you would lighten the load of every person who's burdened that you would lighten the load of every person who feels worn out and condemned and ashamed that you would break all of that off and that you would just breathe the the breath of God breathe a fresh breath into their life Jesus when you when you gave the uh, when you told the disciples about the Holy Spirit, you breathed on them and you said, receive the Holy Spirit. So I'm praying that today that we would receive the, the precious Spirit of God who will lead us and guide us and strengthen us. And that our lives won't be burdened and, and worn out by the things of this life. But we can trust and rely and relate to you, Holy Spirit. We relate on you. We relate to you. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you for just a fresh a fresh outpouring of your grace, of your mercy, of your love on every person right now. If you're joining us today and, and you're thinking, man, I would love what he's talking about. I, I need what he's talking about. And here's the thing. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that's something you you'll just keep wishing you had because you can't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit unless you have a relationship with Jesus first that's where it all starts it all starts with you acknowledging that you don't have it together that you need a savior it starts with you acknowledging that you need a life change it starts with acknowledging that you're you're under conviction and the Holy Spirit's telling you right now hey there's a better way and if you're saying, Ben, I, I want that, I'm ready to acknowledge Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm ready to quit living my way and live his way. I'm ready to, I'm ready to turn my life over to him. I'm ready to, to quit being in control and to quit being the boss of my life. If that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer right now. Come on, right where you are, just say this with me. Say, Jesus, I give my life to you. I belong to you heart and soul mind and strength will you forgive me will you cleanse me will you give me a fresh start a breath of fresh air from this day forward I choose to live for you the best that I know how I am yours and you are mine in Jesus name Amen